1: Plug in and get
0: connected to hot tips, interesting perspectives, and expert travel advice as we cultivate travel insight through intelligent conversation. From time to time, Scott and I receive messages from listeners telling us about their travels in Asia, and we're glad to have inspired or assisted them with their experiences after receiving some messages from some recent listeners who traveled to the region recently we asked them to come on the show and talk about their travels so today we're going to share their experiences with you this is trevor ranges in Siem Reap, cambodia and with me as usual is my co-host scott Coates.
1: hey trevor what's up, scott? What's up? Yeah, I think this is kind of a neat idea for a show. This is all you. This is not me at all. And you manage our Patreon email a little closer than I do. And Patreon is a platform where people such as David, who's our guest today, um, go and donate a few dollars a month upwards to keep the show going. We encourage all of you that enjoy the show to do so. And Trevor, you put a call out to our patrons asking them, hey, has anyone done a cool trip? Anyone want to share on their trip? we got a few of those back and we're going to have a few episodes that just actually touch on. And we learn from our listeners about their trip. So it's kind of fun idea. And I commend you for it for kind of flipping the coin over and looking at it from the other side.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, Christina tag who was on the show twice now hmm. uh, kind of inspired that being a listener who we had on the show to talk about her Asian adventures once she became a friend of ours. Um, and then, you know, I've, I've, Crossed paths with a couple of listeners uh, over the past couple of years that, you know, kind of even randomly. So it's nice to hear people's stories. And I'm glad that uh, we can help people, you know, through our show notes. Uh, yeah, you know, and, and recently, Scott, you and I shared the stories of our first trips to Asia. And, uh, you know, like recently I was walking around downtown Siem Reap and I was trying to like just imagine what it would look like from the first time visitor's perspective. And sometimes like it can be tricky for us to describe something or or one of our guests who's an expert in a certain location to, to describe what something's like better than someone who's just, you know, going on their holiday to Bali with his family and like, you know, like. What's that experience like? Because that might be more practical to, to most of our listeners than, than what sometimes you and I or our guests suggest.
1: You and I are two guys with no kids and we do pretty much whatever we want when we travel. So I do like getting the spin of hearing how people think about travel kind of what their style is how they approached a trip what were kind of things they had to see and also what was a place like compared to maybe what you were expecting so yeah neat idea to have these patrons our listeners the sponsors of the show on to share their tale and on that note why don't we uh, just get into it with david David Rockman is an American from Pittsburgh, and he and his family of three went to Bali in August 2023. He went with his wife and their college-age daughter to experience the incredible island for their first time. I believe their trip was around two weeks in total from door-to-door from America, and it was David's fifth or sixth trip to Asia. And David joins us via the interweb from Pittsburgh. Hey there, David. Good morning. Good morning for you. Good evening for us. Perfect. Um, Before we get into your trip, David, I'm curious. Well, number one, thank you very much for being a patron. You're one of those lovely people that keeps this show going. I'm wondering, when did you start first listening to the show, and how did you even find out about it?
2: Yeah, I was looking for uh, a podcast that talked about Bali in particular Mm -hmm. uh, somewhere over the summer, so uh, a couple months before our trip. Stumbled upon you just doing a search in... uh, Whatever podcast app I was using at the time, and uh, just saw the inventory you have a, a just a wide variety of really interesting topics, and you know came up with a couple on on Bali or places in Bali, but sort of uh, got got h- hooked on the podcast just uh, looking at the range of uh, topics you cover and the the fun conversations you have about them.
0: Ah, thanks, David. Yeah, that's great. We're glad. And you know, those are challenging episodes. Some of them like Cambodia, where we can really only scratch the surface. I feel like we could do an entire podcast on on Bali, like every week could be something neat and interesting and fascinating. And, and we really only scratched the surface. So what was it that really inspired you from the show? What was it when you planned this trip to Bali? What type of things did you want to experience?
2: Yeah, I guess we landed on Bali as our vacation destination for the summer based on, you know, in part, just it's such a well-known international destination, but but really far away from us uh, here in the U.S. Um, But uh, we like the combination of just, you know, the scenery, the climate, the food, the quality of the hotels you get to stay at, and then overall in a really interesting sort of cultural environment, um, a lot of history there, a lot of culture, a lot of things to see. Way more than you can see in a comfortably in a in, in a two week trip like we had, uh, but just a real interesting mix of of things to come and visit.
1: So you had yourself, your wife, and a college age daughter. That's a bit of a challenging group to probably align on interests. I'm wondering how did you go about planning your trip or what you thought you wanted to do? Uh,
2: yeah, it, it is. You've got a balance of folks who want beach, folks who want some of the culture. Folks who don't want to drive around the island too much and then um, uh, me, who would happily spend all day <laughs> driving <laughs> around the island to see as much as we could. So it's uh, it's a little bit of a balance of, of everything. Um, you certainly do learn very quickly that all the stories about the traffic in Bali are true and then some.
0: That's yeah. too bad that
2: that was your desire is to
0: drive. I mean, I guess if your desire is to sit in traffic, uh, it's your dream come true but how long were how long was this trip for then because if you had enough time i think the trick to bali is really to spend a bit of time in in various destinations rather than like trying to explore around like the way you may want to but uh, to take some time to to hit up a few different places for a few days each
2: yeah we were uh uh, from leaving the u.s to coming back about right about two weeks so we were in bali for 10 or 11 days i think yeah we actually did that to minimize sort of the driving around. We did a couple nights in Seminyak, uh, a couple nights in Ubud, and then a couple nights in Nusadua. So, gave everybody a, a little bit of what they were looking for.
1: And what kind of accommodations did you stay at? Do you have a certain style you like? I mean, what did you search out?
2: Uh, yeah, we tend to, especially when we're abroad, um, find about the nicest hotel that we think fits our budget. So, uh, yeah, we were staying at pretty nice hotels, and that was actually part of the attraction you get uh so much better service and quality of experience we find at at hotels uh you know nice luxury hotels in Asia than you do certainly back here in the US so uh it's really a fun part of the trip to stay at some really nice places
0: nice work I I think almost in Bali it's hard to decide which one to stay at because especially in those places you chose I mean Seminyak's a little tricky because it's so popular but but Ubud has some cool little kind of funky places and then and then Nusa Dua is just like nice beach resort type resorts but i guess understanding that you're coming from pittsburgh all the way to asia where you know like just for 10 days um, bali is a pretty easy place to like almost not miss
2: sure yeah it was uh it, you can say there you'll do something fun every day um as long as you're not too focused on trying to do everything because bali would take a couple months to uh to see everything well
1: so david i'm always curious you know people have a picture of what a place is going to be before they go. And then, of course, you experience it. What was in your mind is the top things you thought you had to see and experience? And then what was reality versus expectations?
2: Yeah, uh, uh, sort of the top sites to see were really a lot of the uh, the historic temples uh, that are there. That was our primary interest in seeing things around the island, apart from, you know, sort of the hotel compounds and immediate environs there Mm -hmm. in in Seminyak and Ubud. And they were... uh, uh, what we did is we tried uh, our original plan was when you're moving from hotel number one to hotel number two you know don't go straight there but you're in a car everything's you're out of a hotel for a couple hours regardless right. between check-in and check-out so make your trip around the island then and we did that um for the first transition saw a couple of the the temples uh went a little bit farther afield um you know not the direct route from seminyak to ubud by any means and enjoyed that but also spent enough times sitting in the traffic that for our second transition from hotel 2 to hotel number 3 we we just went straight there <laughs> and didn't try to build in any sightseeing uh, on the way. And how
1: about overall just sense of like what Bali's going to be like versus
2: what it actually was? For me as the travel researcher and planner in the family, it was pretty much as expected. Okay. for the most part. Yeah, cuz I'd seen enough video that heard enough podcasts and read enough articles um you can you actually can get a pretty good sense of what it's like and and where to go and and what to expect and have those expectations be, be pretty much on par with what you find
0: yeah you know that's kind of interesting I, I've spent quite a bit of time in Bali and Bali's to me like a very cosmopolitan tropical place like it, it has like it's like bangkok if bangkok were like a jungle island or something like that in, in some ways so like there's many levels of things that you can experience how about like some of your your wife's and or your daughter's like uh, favorite experiences from that trip maybe we can start with your daughter what, what was like her like top Experience from the Bali trip?
2: Yeah, I think actually we are not uh, mostly for traveling. We're not foodies. We don't go for the food. We'll enjoy good food when we're somewhere that has good food that we like. Uh, But Bali really blew us away in that regard. Everything, you know, everywhere we went out was excellent. We were picking restaurants really based on okay, here's our hotel, what's in walking distance? let's you know pull up google maps click on them see how many stars they get read a couple of reviews see some pictures see what we wanted to do uh and, and overall everywhere we ended at, uh, ended up at uh particularly in seminyak and ubud was just fantastic uh, my daughter very much lo- loves that style of food the asian food and also the um you know great cocktail menus and everything there at the uh at the restaurant so really enjoyed that part of the experience more so uh, then we usually do because it's really not usually for us a primary reason to travel, but was just, you know, outstanding uh, everywhere we went in Bali.
0: Yeah, the food. I mean, again, as I've lived in Bali, the food there is amazing. and And now thinking about it, like, again, I feel like you almost can't go wrong. Like there's so much good food even whether it's like, because there's this kind of surf culture in this Australian thing that, uh, you can get good Mexican food for, for whatever reason. But, uh, well, how about that? Did you guys, did you try to surf? Did you get a chance to surf? How about snorkeling, scuba diving? The water is like the, one of the top attractions in, in Bali. Uh,
2: yeah, we, we appreciated the water mostly from the beach. <laughs> um, we're, we're, we're not, we're not surfers and, um, uh two of the three of us like to go snorkeling but not the third so we we did not do that on this trip. I think it sort of would have been, you know, on the list if we had a, an extra chunk of time um but it didn't didn't quite make the cut for us this time.
1: And how about David's favorite experience from that trip?
2: Yeah, I'm the one who likes uh driving around seeing the island so I particularly enjoyed our 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 trip where we stopped at, you know, some of the historical sites. That was pretty neat. Just being in sort of the culture it, it, uh, a, a, and the the ambiance of the invo- of the island, I guess I'll say, was just pretty neat and special. You see just the sort of the, the cultural aspect, the village temples. It seems like sometimes when you're driving along, every other building is a temple of some kind, uh, you know, all, all, all with all the great statues of Hindu mythology and everything, which was just...
0: Sorry, for... I was going to say for our listeners to interrupt, like maybe people don't know, like the Bali traffic is so bad because these roads are really kind of small. There's not like big super highways. Like you're down in Nusa Dua, there is like a big new like bridge that like spans, like it's massive that goes over the water, which is pretty awesome. And I'm sure you enjoy driving on that. But in like central Bali, these roads are tiny. And the reason there's traffic is because there's usually like, a temple ceremony at some temple somewhere every day that like causes like hundreds of people to be carrying giant baskets of fruit on top of their heads that like blocks the road for like an hour. And, you know, like Bali's fun to explore. So I, I do value that you wanted to get out there and experience that.
2: Uh, yeah. And it was just, you get such a feel of, it, it has a unique feel to it. You know, certainly we've done some driving around and some touring in India. So same sort of, hindu culture but the yeah. the feel of it in bali is, is very different it's much much more present much more sort of everywhere you look uh w- which was just kind of fun and neat it really reminded you that you were somewhere different w- one of the sort of challenging things we found is that when you're visiting some of the the temples in particular you know they're in use these are not just historic places that are visited now only by tourists but you actually for most of them, and this was actually a little disappointing in places, you can not you can walk around them, you can look into them, but you can't necessarily walk through the center of them because they're reserved for use by you know lo- local citizens all of the time. So we found ourselves a little bit on the outside, a little bit disappointed by that, uh, but you do realize that you're seeing part of a living culture and not just something that's a historic artifact that the local folks have forgotten about.
1: Any spots you went to that you would recommend people don't. Now, you've been extremely positive about your trip, but sometimes there's those things you read about that you have to see, and then you see them, and for whatever reason, it doesn't quite cut it.
2: Let's see, I guess, uh, two thoughts there, Scott. Um, uh, in, in terms of, you, you got to go in prepared for, you know, what you're getting at the beaches. I know, certainly, just talking with my own family about where we're going and what we're doing, you know, you're going to Seminyaks, or you're sitting right there on the beach, but you're not Uh, Unless you're surfing in the right places or something, you're not going in and splashing in the water the way you do sort of Hmm. on many, many coastlines around the world. You know, the beach was... It's not Waikiki. Yeah, it's it's not Waikiki. It's not the Caribbean. It's not the beaches in Thailand kind of stuff again for
0: people listening it's it's beautiful at sunset it's like a really like a low tide like the the beach is really shallow so it gets really like this huge black sand sunset strip but but lots of the time there's just giant walls of water that just come slamming down right on the shore and it's it's not necessarily so safe to swim in, in that seminyak Kuta popular area
2: yeah, that, that's right. Certainly there were red flags flying everywhere. And for the most part, you didn't see people in the water above their ankles. Even, even if the wave activity seemed relatively light while we were there, uh, you know, it seemed like everybody was sort of behaving in terms of the warning flags. Mm. The beach was crowded. We were, you know, did a nice long walk down the beach one uh, sort of late afternoon. And you're walking down and you're seeing just incredible crowds of people, mostly just hanging out on the beach, looking like they were on their way home from work kind of folks. And everybody's there for the sunset, but it takes you a while to realize that that's why they're there, um, because everybody looks like they just sort of stumbled in and hadn't been planning to be on the beach because nobody's got on beach wear. They've got on sort of regular clothes and all sort of just squatting there in the sand, looking out over the water. Uh, and, of course, um, a very beautiful sunset, uh, and then everybody disappears. Yeah, beach, beaches you have to be forewarned about. And I guess for the temples, or realize that you're not going, uh, actually going inside them for the most part. So those are sort of the two, two of the watch I'd have for, for folks who might go in with, uh, you know, sort of expectations, but, mm. but the reality is slightly different.
0: How about, how about your next trip? Do you think you got a trip in Asia planned anytime in the near future? Or if you were, what do you think you might want to do?
2: Next trip, we're actually going to South Africa. So we will not be in Asia uh, for our next travels. Um, but when we get back, uh, I think the one place we want to go that we have not been uh, is probably to, you know, northern Thailand, uh, Chiang Mai, Chiang Rai area. We have been in Thailand to, to Bangkok primarily, um, but have not been up in that northern area. So when I was uh, giving the family some choices for the next vacation, that was on the list. Uh, I didn't make the cut this time, but hopefully, uh, hopefully in the near future.
0: No, I was just thinking. I remember in, in the National Lampoon's Vacation when they got busted at Wally World, and uh, Clark asked the kids where they would want to go if they could go anywhere else in the world, and they said Hawaii. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> joking aside, <laughs> yeah, it's a sm- It's it's tough to visit everywhere. You can't, you know. Like I wish we could all be on vacation all the time. But kudos for you for for getting out this way.
2: Yeah. So, David,
1: other families, let's say, just kind of like yours or maybe even people that aren't a mother and father with a college age uh, adult traveler, but people looking to have probably it sounds like a a nicer trip, staying at nicer accommodations and so forth. What planning advice would you give them? Any particular sites or just any general advice in putting a trip like this together?
2: Uh, Yeah, I'd certainly say. you, you want to, if you want to move around the island, pick a couple of different hotels. Do not try to base everything out of a, a singular hotel and just drive from there. Even if Google Maps is telling you it's only an hour, it, it's more, uh, and it's not a, it's not a fun drive. So uh, we found that we got to. You know, be in different places, see different things. You know, certainly walking around Seminyak is very different than walking around Ubud, uh, we found in terms of just sort of the experience and uh, the shops that are available, the restaurants. Uh, restaurants are similar, but the, the, the shops and the, the, the level of traffic and sort of b- b- the safety from a walking around standpoint, uh, as well as what you're running into. So uh, different things to see in different places. So, you know, pick a couple of bases to work out of. Uh, rather than trying to have a a singular one. And uh, also, you know, make sure you give yourself enough time to to see the island. We're coming from a long way away and and have to get back for work so we didn't have more time available, but you wouldn't want to try it to do it any faster than than we did or you're really – you're traveling, but you're going to spend your bulk of your time traveling and not seeing and experiencing. So you want to give yourself enough time there.
1: One one more there. If you were to just magically have another 10 or 11 days – where else in Bali would you go check out that you maybe didn't get time for this time?
2: Yeah, I think we'd want to um, certainly go. We did not make it to one of the rice terraces um, in part because uh, we, you could see some rice terraces. The, the, the farthest we went, we went up to, um, let's see, uh, the Ulan Danu Baratan Temple. Uh, which is, uh, this nice one on in the mountains up on a lake. And you can see a lot of rice terraces on the drive there. So, um, you know, sort of felt that we'd seen that part of Bali, uh, on the drive. So we didn't need to go to a rice terrace right. tourist attraction, but certainly that's something we would do next. I, I think getting out to some more of the, uh, the temples, um, uh, we would do as well. You know, just sort of uh, again, moving around a little bit. We did go down to, uh, the temple at Uluwatu for um, the fire dance Ooh. ceremony they had there. That was pretty neat. Would Would certainly recommend that. That was a not too bad drive from, from Nusa Dua. So that was a, a pretty pleasant thing. But that's a very scenic part of the island. Uh, we thought there with the cliffs. Um, wouldn't mind staying down there for a couple of days. Uh, so probably if we had a, a, another little base of operations uh, somewhere on the island, um, uh, would have been down there just because of the the scenery and the uh, just the, the visual good stuff of it. david we
0: hope that you could share some photos from your trip and we could put those up on our show notes on the website for others to perhaps get inspired by you and we hope that uh next time you come through our area you can uh, say hello if we happen to be crossing paths but uh you know other listeners please let us know if you're coming this way so we can uh, meet up for a beer or a sunset or uh have you on the
1: show sometime or a beer and a sunset
2: they go well together
1: thanks so much david for
2: making time sure thanks for having me appreciate the podcast look forward to uh, future episodes
0: Hey, Scott, that was nice to have David on the show. Um, In our introduction, we were talking about how, like, sometimes the perspective is important. And you and I have been to so many of these areas, and and sometimes we take some experiences for granted. So it's nice to hear someone who was like, hey, you know, we're going on a 10-day family holiday. This is really realistically what most people's experience is going to be like.
1: Yeah, and I thought it was neat to... To hear like here's David and his wife taking their adult daughter, college age daughter, on a trip and trying to make that all work. And I liked that he said, "No, we we picked nice hotels, like as much as our budget can bear." And you know, this is a great part of the world. Like you spend a couple hundred dollars U.S. here a night, and you're going to get a place that would be, you know, six seven hundred in America. So I like that David took that style with his wife and his daughter, and they lived it up a bit, and probably. Still didn't break the bank for him compared to if he had to go to New York City or or something like that. So I like that they kind of took the style approach on the hotel.
0: Yeah, you know, it's just sort of funny because the, the the way he was talking about it was like, hey, you know, that's your vacation. And, and sometimes you forget that, you know, American people don't necessarily get to take as long vacations as, say, Australian people or French people or, or you know, like some, some countries get like months off each year, it seems. Uh, so I think uh, depending on how much time you have like the the budget's a factor like the the style of your travel is a factor and and it was good that he knew enough to you know split up the break you know like go to three different places stay in different hotels in different regions and and that's nice too because actually just staying in a different hotel is a fun different Mm. experience like staying in hotels can be nice and if you're staying in nice hotels why not stay in three nice hotels over 10 days then then two for five each or you know
1: yeah and he probably got that little nugget from you on one of the many Bali shows that uh, you've sort of inspired. So listeners, if you haven't heard all those, make sure you go back. I also liked his, his comment about, you know, trying to balance desires. It sounded like it went pretty smoothly, but, you know, two of them snorkeled, one didn't, so they didn't really do snorkeling. You know, they spent some times on beaches and, and not a lot, but it sounds like he took a real fatherly, conscious approach to it, making sure that he knew that, the family would enjoy as a family or that's what i i drew from it he didn't say it exactly but i like that tact i also it was interesting on you know expectations versus reality and his temple comment like i believe it i don't really remember it myself but the fact that he sort of thought that a lot of these temples were just going to be you know no locals there and you'd just be able to walk in and and look around whereas the reality no, was no. he would go to a temple and it was being used by locals so you couldn't just do exactly what you wanted as a tourist he didn't seem to begrudge it it was just a bit of a surprise to him that oh i'm going to these things that are actually in use and i had to sort of go around the outside and not disturb people in them and that's a fair comment because a lot of them in thailand or lao or cambodia etc you go to like you can there's generally not a whole lot going on
0: yeah or i mean it's definitely true and it's like uh you know again it's very culturally sensitive of him to to be aware of that cuz maybe sometimes people aren't and and yeah it's a sensitive thing there in bali cuz they they believe the gods occupy those temples during these ceremonies so like it's you don't want to offend either the people or their gods right so uh but but it is definitely a neat experience bali is is such a special place um there there are so many different ways to experience it uh it, it's kind of cool that uh, they dip their toe in and hopefully uh someday they'll want to come back or his daughter will come back maybe someday she'll be a surf instructor there who knows you never know how people's lives unfold gosh actually i'd like to talk the, the water thing was interesting because you know people being from the midwest maybe wouldn't be comfortable in the in the ocean and and that samanyak kuda coast like that sandbar is dangerous but but bali also has such amazing spots to to snorkel and stuff but you'd have to try and make that like a part of your your travels and i could see maybe why they wouldn't but it is one of the special things to do when you're in bali the, the underwater world is spectacular
1: yeah indeed and I'm, I'm glad you you got david to be a guest because he's not you or me the kind of style of trip like we mentioned is definitely not entirely the kind of trip we do right now and i thought he told the stories pretty well so thank you david and other people who are patrons and they sponsor the show from as little as a couple dollars a month upwards not only could they maybe be on the show but they actually get a special little bonus episode in between each of these regular episodes trevor and i record a short conversation sometimes it's a video but if you like the show please help us keep it going become a patron and you'll get that special bonus content so nice work uh wrangling up david and uh, this was a fun one trevor
0: yeah, thanks for being on the show, David, and thanks for joining me again tonight, Scott. And for everyone listening out there, um, let us know if you're coming to our part of the world uh, or if suggest a friend who could be a guest on the show. Um, go visit TalkTravelAsia.com and check out the show notes, uh, great maps, uh, photos, and videos. So uh, we're gonna ask David to share some of his images Um, We got uh, 10 years of episodes uh, available there, so check them out.
1: Thanks for joining us on Talk Travel Asia. We look forward to sharing with you again soon. Hey, Scott, do you remember the time we walked on top of the wall at Angkor
0: Tom in Cameroon?